Watchdog with people you know. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Yeah, it's a good day for singing a song. And it's a good, good day for moving along. Yeah, it's a good day. How can anything go wrong? Good day from morning till night. Well, good day, Grand Valley. It's going to be a good day here on the Watchdog Morning Show. We've got a lot of good stuff to get into, some fun things, some serious things, uh, some informative things, and some entertaining things. And we've only got a couple of hours to do it, so we are got to squeeze it all in. Uh, Twix now at 9 o'clock, and we turn things over to the legislative watchdogs. A little bit of fog floating around out in the Ohio Valley this morning. I'm going to watch out for that at least for a while. 65 degrees right now at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 63 at the Highlands. 63 uh, poolside in Elm Grove, uh, my backyard, and 63 degrees at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling, here in the heart of the Ohio Valley. It is going to be a sunny day. That's nice. It's going to be hot with high humidity. We probably will max out upper 80s or perhaps into the low 90s. Tomorrow morning might see some rain, but otherwise a sunny day again tomorrow. Uh, temperatures in the low 90s tomorrow. And sunny skies on Friday. Temps will be in the 90s as well. We'll talk in a bit about uh, Zach Petty over the Big 7 says uh, it's going to be a heat wave here in the Ohio Valley. And we might, I say might see, feels like temperatures uh, 100 degrees or more here in the Ohio Valley. We'll get to that uh, with Adam Fike coming up a little bit uh, later on this morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Pal, i got to tell you, Bob Slider I'm referring to, you were right. It's a long way to East Liverpool. It is a long way. I've, I've, I've made that drive, Howard. I know it's a long drive. There was a uh, church meeting up in East Liverpool I had to go to uh, yesterday, last night. And um, <laughs> it's just a long drive. I have not been up that way for a very long time. And then uh, it was, uh, the, 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 the church was clear back in, the, back in the countryside, winding roads, you know, here, there, or everywhere. Man, what so a you drive. put in a really long day yesterday. Got up at the same time as always. Did the show. Went down to the uh, the uh, mayor's uh, thing over on the island, state of the city, yeah. and then you headed north on Route Seven. Yeah, so it was a, it was a busy day for me. Uh, I want to talk about the mayor's state of the city speech. We'll do that in a minute. I have I want to take some time to talk about what he said, what he didn't say, and some things that uh, I think about what the mayor had to say. The state of the city speech is final. Glenn Elliott's final State of the City speech. But first here at 7-11 in the morning on the Watchdog Morning Show, let's talk about the TBT, the basketball tournament, here in Wheeling last night. I hope everybody that went to it uh, managed to find a parking place, managed to navigate their way through the parking before, because uh, uh, it was, uh, you know, it's, 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 we know what it's like in Wheeling uh, right now, and, and parking can be difficult. Parking's going to be worse uh, as the week goes on, too. But yeah, That's what I was thinking. I mean, if they struggled last night, I got some bad news for you because it's going to get worse. And that's something with that you, you know, we talk about everything tore up, but think about all the street parking that, that just has been eliminated. Howard. Yes, absolutely. Um, basically, half the side, half of the side of the street can't it, park there. Can't park there anymore. And uh, so, but I, I don't know if there's any parking problems or not. It looked like they, uh, from what I saw in some of the media coverage. It looked like a a pretty pretty full house, nice nice crowd for the TBT. Of course, it was um, Best Virginia, and also um, what's the Marshall team? What do they call themselves? Herdat, Herdat, Marshall and Herdat. They didn't play each other, but they each won their game. They will now play each other on Thursday. We'll have that game for you here on the Watchdog Radio Network as well. But guess who was there? Showed up to watch the game last night. Who was there, Howard? Well, you might recognize this name. It seems like such a long, long time ago. When I wrote this on my notes here, uh, uh, former WVU basketball coach. That was a hard phrase to write. Former WVU basketball coach Bob Huggins was here. Now, you know what? That's that's a little bit surprising to me. Uh, I'm happy. I'm happy he's there supporting his uh, his team. W- were you surprised when you when you yes. heard that? But I think, um, and I, to the best of my knowledge, it's the first public, if you will call it a public appearance he's made since all the trouble. Uh, the, uh, the the incident in Pittsburgh and then the, the firing or the resignation or whatever we're calling it and then the controversy over that and so on. Um, so, yeah, yes, I was surprised. But on the other hand, I, you know, I, it's a guy, I guess, trying to go about his life, you know. 
Yeah, and again, it's real easy for me, hindsight, but boy, if it just would have done that a couple weeks ago, Howard, how things would have been different. Well, absolutely. But um, he was in the crowd last night. Uh, I saw several. I saw him. Several people sent me pictures of him. I think there's a picture of him in the paper this morning. A again, I'm just thinking out loud here. Could you imagine if that would have been the only reaction? If we wouldn't have heard anything other than he was in rehab. Yeah. And then suddenly, see, he would have been a hero. Just about up. everybody in that place would have walked up there and said something to him. I, I truly, truly believe that. Now, there was a lot of people there, not West Virginia fans. I'm talking about diehard West Virginia yeah. fans would have went up there and wanted to shake his hand. I saw a picture uh, on um, one of the websites uh, after making a big play. One of the WVU players turned and, you know. Gave the uh, point of the coach. And I, I don't know if you noticed this or not, Howard. Again, I was not at the game. But all the West Virginia players were wearing like a white patch on their jerseys, which normally is a symbol, a symbol for, you know, a fallen teammate or something like that. And I was just wondering, was it a number or was it hugs or something I, I like have, that? I, don't, I, don't, I, didn't I thought that, that was pretty cool, too. Anyways, I, it was nice for Huggins to be there, uh, to the best of my knowledge. Um, just, it just, he just came to watch the team play. Yeah, great. And, uh, yeah. You know, no, no big deal, no fanfare. I don't know. I doubt if he was announced by the announcers or anything. I just, but if you saw him there, yeah, it was, it was, it was nice. Do you agree if that would have, again, just if everything would have been on quiet and he, you would have just noticed him, the place would have went crazy, would have went nuts. If, if he hadn't done, as we've talked about before, the last stage of what he did, if he hadn't done the, oh, I didn't resign, I'm still the coach thing, if he hadn't done that, if he had had the problems in Pittsburgh, he's getting them resolved. Looks like they may be actually dismissed eventually. Probably still taken a firing and moved on. I think you're right. If he had not done the last part of this, which was the now claiming I'm still the coach, I think you're right. He would have walked into that arena to cheers and applause. And unfortunately, I, he may have. I don't know. But I, don't, I, I get the sense he kind of. He didn't sneak in. He walked in proudly, but he I think he just came in. Yeah, I would think most people, unless they put him up on the big screen, didn't, probably didn't even know he was there. Yeah, exactly. Now, there was another incident last night, the TBT. You don't say. <clears throat> the ESPN announcers uh, commented upon it. They said, something is happening down there. Uh -huh. There seems to be. There's somebody. Somebody seems to be being escorted out of the building. I'm not totally sure what it is. This person is trying to argue with the, the security team. You can argue, but you're going to do it in the parking lot. And, and they've taken him out of the building. And uh, one of the announcers said, and this is why we can't have good things. Somebody spoils it all for everybody. <clears throat> it was local legislator Sean Fluharty. Flew who? Flew Hardy. Democrat Party. Sean Fluharty. Apparently, and I did talk to Sean briefly last night after I became aware of this. I, several people sent me some notes about it. And ESPN commentators commented on it briefly and not meanly. They just said, you know, look, something's going on. This guy's getting out of there. And I don't think they knew it was anybody important. Uh, but I, I, I wanted to double check with Sean, so I, I checked with Sean last night. I said, you know, did you really get thrown out of the TBT? And his response came back to me in a uh, – um, in a poetic way. It was a po poetic way that Sean responded to me. It began with um, eat, and then his poem continues. Do you, do I, is that, do you, you're getting what I'm talking about there? Well, I'm trying to think who would have been playing well, a pit, pit, eat, eat, and pit. There were players in pit. Yeah, exactly. And apparently, uh, my friend, Mr. Fluharty, was, um, shall we say, heckling them a little bit? Sounds like it. So i got to ask you this question, Howard. In your opinion, what is more hazardous in wheeling? Driving through the construction or drinking and going to a basketball tournament? I mean, we've seen this before. Do they serve moonshine at these uh, tournaments, Howard? No, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Sean, I, had, I actually had spent a good bit of time talking to Sean Fluerty earlier in the day. Saw him at the uh, Mayor's State of the State City speech. Uh, he and I chatted for a while afterwards. And... Um, in fact, a couple of people said, because we're still at the Wheeling Island Hotel Downs and Hotel Racetrack and Casino, and uh, a couple of people said, hey, Sean, why don't we go grab a drink and talk? Sean said, no, I'm not going to drink today. i got things to do. So I, I don't know. I don't know what it was. But anyways, Ohio County Delegate Sean Fluerty 
was, and I'm looking at some of the pictures that I've got here from him. Uh, this, is, uh, this was on the screen at ESPN. Someone is being politely told to leave. And again, if we had video here, I would. And it looks like who is uh, politely uh, asking him to leave is what, the Wheeling PD, Howard? Is that what you have? Huh? I can't, it's hard for me to tell. Um, and as we know, no arrests were made, right? No, I don't know. I don't think any arrests were made. I don't think there's any. I, I, I don't think he did. I think he was just heckling. And they said, let's get out of here. And Sean is such a, you know, if you look at the picture, Sean's got his, Sean's slapping the guys in the back. I can, I can picture how he's talking to him, you know. Hey, it's okay, man. That's all right, you know. Uh, and off he went, carrying his glass. So anyways, uh, two things I thought of interest, I guess three things of interest. Number one, uh, both Best Virginia and her dad won. That's good. They'll meet on Thursday. The game will be here on the Watchdog Radio Network. Number two. Bob Huggins was there's there. Huggy. All right, Huggy. I, that is really, really, really a good thing. I, it's I, all of the things around him, notwithstanding, I think it's a sign of a man who just who's, who's you know he. I don't know what to, I don't know what word I want to use, but just walks in and say, "Hey, I, I want to support my team." That's little basketball, and so that that's good. And <clears throat> Flew already got kicked out. And this is only day one, Howard. Yeah, day one. <laughs> Day one, Jocelyn King wrote a piece in the uh, Intel yesterday. TBT brings nothing but gains to Wheeling's economy. Well, it may bring gains to the economy, but it brings more than just that. It brings some really entertaining, some good entertainment, I guess. Did you read? I really, truly did not pay attention to the basketball game. Was it a good game? Do you have any idea? It sounded like uh, Dubois, this team from Pennsylvania, uh, had some really good players. The game went down to the wire, actually the last shot of the game, Howard. So uh, it sounds to me like Best Virginia was lucky to come away with a win because Dubois had a, had a good team. It so. was, it, I, you know what you said? Yeah, it was just a two-point win, right? Last second, yeah, one yeah. by two, yeah. yeah. So uh, we'll what does see. It mean, what does it mean economically? Amy Schuler Goodwin, a Wheeling native, by the way, current mayor of Charleston, said that when the TBT was there, it brought in about – Four and a half million dollars in economic uh, activity a year, so that's uh, that's good. That's good. All right. So I thought I would share that with you this morning, just to get us up and running. Mayor Elliott had his final State of the City speech uh, yesterday. Good speech. Pretty workmanlike. Pretty much what you expect. And that depressed me because I expected some fireworks, and there weren't any. I'll talk about it coming up on the Watchdog Morning Show at seven twenty-one. Hey there, Dave Weekly here. Metro News Hotline presents what's trending in sports, music, movies, tech, television, and more from a Mountain State point of view. Renowned local and national guests pepper the daily lineup with authoritative insights and commentary on a wide variety of topics from West Virginia high school sports to the financial markets. Join the fun. Every day, Coop and I dip into irreverent discussions with calls, texts, tweets, the question of the day, and the always popular in or out. Metro News Hotline, weekdays from 3 to 6 on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Over the years, you've brought opioids into your home. They helped when you were in pain, and you held on to them just in case. But holding on to opioids puts your family at risk. Learn more at www.fda.gov slash drug How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 want to thank the owners and contractors of the Ohio Valley for using their locally trained workers to help build for the future. Local 83 helps design, fabricate, and build the gas infrastructure for the oil and gas industry here in the Ohio Valley. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 is 300 members strong and growing. They also do residential, commercial, and industrial work on both sides of the river. For more information, call Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83. 
at 304-233-4445. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. Get 11% off everything at Menards. Enhance your home scent with Airwick Air Freshener Refills. They're long-lasting and contain natural essential oils to give your home a fresh fragrance that always smells welcoming. Use them with all Airwick Air Freshener Warmers and save big money. A two-pack of Airwick Refills is just $4.78 after 11% rebate at Menards. Good through July 30th. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Information, interviews, debates, and discussion, plus an occasional rant with Bob Slider behind the board. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. I'm riding in your car. You turn on the radio. You're pulling me close. I just say no. 724 Watchdog Morning Show. It's a Wednesday morning. Welcome in. Uh, foggy and 65 degrees at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 63 at all of our other recording places. Uh, that's the uh, Highlands, my uh, pool in my backyard, and here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. And actually, it is not my pool. It is my son's pool. It's, it's in his backyard, and I get next. I got a text that says, Howard, you have a pool in your backyard? When did you get that? No, it's actually in my son's backyard. He's got a pool and multiple decks, and that's where we go and hang out and have fun. And uh, given the weather forecast, uh, we may be pooling it up a good bit the next couple of days. Sunny, hot, high humidity today. We'll be in the low 90s today. Pretty much the same thing for tomorrow, but moving into the 90s a little bit more. Sunny skies into the 90s on Friday as well. It's just going to be hot. We're going to talk about the heat wave coming with Adam Fike in just a bit. He's part of what we have coming up here this morning on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, Democrats in the Mountain State want a special legislative session to uh, start to deal with jail staffing, foster care concerns, and higher ed funding. State Party Chair Mike Pushkin coming in to outline for us what they would like to see. And uh, Wheeling Mayor Glenn Elliott last night, yesterday afternoon I should say, looked to the future in his final address, uh, the mayor's final State of the City speech, Bob, I can't remember if you asked me on the air, off the air yesterday, what I thought he would do. Um, I thought that he might, I don't say get payback, I don't mean that. I thought he might, the mayor usually just lists the good things happening in the city, the plans the city is making, he honors a lot of people, he did all of those things. But I kind of thought he might, in his final speech, go off track a little bit and kind of talk about all the people who have criticized him and, and be a little bit more aggressive. and Like you? I mean, he, would he, Well, he could have. You know, the issue of two-way streets. And there's Howard Monroe <laughs> sitting right there. Remember, Howard, when you said this? <laughs> who didn't want me to have my two-way streets? You know. um, it, was a, it was a good speech. And, I mean, he talked about what makes a great city. He talked about how we hit all the uh, items that make a great city. Uh, safety, security, uh, strong infrastructure, quality of life, housing opportunities, cultural vibrancy, uh, inclusivity, strategic urban planning, which, by the way, is one of the things I'm involved with. And th at that point, he said, if I said any more about that, it would bore you, so I'll skip over that. He didn't mention anything about the comprehensive plan that we're working on. So it was good, and the mayor honored a lot of people. But I really and truly, Bob, I thought he would just go off script a little bit and offer a bit more personal opinions about how things are going and he and he didn't do that well good he didn't make it personal he didn't make it petty uh, you know yeah, he's a, he's yeah, a teammate a here at, at right. the watchdog way to go mayor I, elliott i was not the only person who was kind of disappointed in that though several people afterwards said i thought he was going to really go after so and so or i thought he was going to really take on social media and uh, and he really didn't but the mayor did list all anything about abe huh he did not mention Abe. Any anyone but Elliot. Abe, I haven't heard. From, surely I thought by by now I'd hear. You from think Elliot. Abe was there yesterday, Howard? I, I don't know. Could be. Could be. I will say this, uh, Bob. We had a lot of people at that State of the City speech, and this is all the movers and shakers in town. 
and some that are just people, not just movers and shakers, but just people, uh, are listeners to the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, one gentleman who said he just moved in town a couple years ago, uh, didn't know anything about the show until he started listening, and he listens every day now. Um, a couple people told me they listen. Uh, one person said they're in Florida half the year, listen to us while they're down there in Florida all the time. So ah. I really appreciate uh, all the people who uh, Yeah, who thank you very that. much. Um, several, as the mayor always does, he honored a, a number of people yesterday. Several folks, uh, friends of ours, Bob, including um, the Reverend Cummings. Bishop, I don't want to correct you, uh, Howard, but suffragan <laughs> Bishop Daryl. There we go. Um, he received the Community Spirit Award. That's an award the mayor gives and out. And he deserves year, it. And he absolutely deserves it. I mean, uh, I spoke with him briefly after the speech. I said, you know, I, I, like everybody else, or like like I say all the time, everybody else here at that place was going, how does he do all that he does? How does Bishop Cummings do everything that he does? Um, but he, but he does. So he received the. Community Spirit Award, um, and and well-deserving um, for everything that he does to help people here in the city of Wheeling. Uh, also, an, another uh, really strong religious leader here in town, Rabbi Leaf, Rabbi Joshua Leaf, who is, A, a really strong religious leader, Rabbi of the T T Temple Shalom, and is just a generally nice and friendly, a good guy. I mean, I like Rabbi Leaf a lot. Um, uh, he, as, the, as a member of the Human Rights Commission, gave Mayor Elliott an award for his work done in the field of human rights. So that was kind of cool, you know, a couple of religious leaders here uh, taking note of the work done by the city. Sounds like it was warm and fuzzy, Howard. He was looking for a little dust to stir That's up. exactly what it was. It was, it was very warm and fuzzy, and, and, and you're right, and everybody was in. And I guess it's the way it's supposed to be. I just thought there'd be a little jab, 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 jab. Uh, but, uh, but there wasn't. Other honorees included the uh, music director for the Wing Symphony, John Devlin, who's been here frequently, um, and uh, he he was uh, uh, honored as uh, sort of uh, singled out for an honor. Uh, my old friend Frank O'Brien, executive director of the Wheeling Convention and Visitors Bureau, go, for all the stuff that he has uh, done. I told Frank afterwards. I said, Frank, one of these days when they t talk about how good you are and how much work you've done and what an asset to the city they are. One of these days, Frank, I'm going to talk to him about the, the God, old days when, yeah, Fra when Frank and I both Frank? used to be at the TV stage. Remember those days, Frank? Yeah, yeah. You ever heard of this story? Yeah, maybe I should tell some of those stories. How about that? <laughs> Friends of Wheeling were honored. Jessica Barkley and Vanessa Craig, owners of the Play and Stay Pet Camps and the Thrive uh, business here in downtown Wheeling. And then Harry Ham was honored, um, which I think is, is a really worthwhile thing to do. Harry Ham. Long time, late now, of course, editor of the uh, Wheeling Intelligence or News, Reg News Register. I guess they were separate back at the time. Harry Ham was a, uh, a crusading editor to begin with. He was one of the few people who took on the mob when the mob ran the town. Um, and he led the paper, and he had editorials against uh, the, the cozy relationship between cops and, well, hookers and others. And uh, um, so he was honored last night. I think it's what they called... And my whole speech here. I think it's what I think it was the Gateway Award. I lose track of all the different awards that he gives, but I think it was the Gateway Award. Yeah, the Gateway Award uh, went to uh, Harry Ham, um, and he talked about in particular, which Harry does not get enough credit for, really almost creating Heritage Port and the revitalization of the of the riverfront. Harry wrote something called the Wheeling 2000 Plan. He wrote it in the 80s, but it was the Wheeling 2000 Plan. And it was really a, a, a uh, an overview of how city the city could change itself and grow, focusing on the port and other things. And much of what Harry wrote has come to pass since then. So I thought that was a tremendously deserving honor for Harry Ham, uh, former editor of the um, of the News Register, to uh, to be there. You, you hit it right on the head, Howard. I can be I can remember being a young man and that catching my eye because it it made me think two thousand. Yeah, that's. That a sounds like a long away. way away, but it's really not. It's it's going to happen here in about twenty years, and his vision. I didn't know Mr. Ham. I I I know some of his sons, uh, but uh, vision. When I think of him, I think of that, and I think of vision, looking ahead. He had a tremendous, you know, tr tremendous vision. I did know Harry Ham. Not, I mean, not like well, especially we weren't drinking buddies, but actually once or twice we did. But um, I did know him. Uh, I remember one time he laughed at me because uh, I, I was a, just a young, young, young pup uh, doing little radio reporting, news reporting. 
And I said, you know, Mr. Ham, Mr. Ham, Mr. Ham, I, I hope someday I, I too can be a journalist like you. And he laughed. <laughs> journalist? Jur I don't know what a journalist is. I'm a newspaper man. You want to be a newsman? Not this journalist stuff. That's, that's one of the conversations I had with him. But uh, much, much deserving. I thought that was a really good gateway award uh, to, uh, uh, to have for him. I had a long talk also with Ogden Dunning last night, uh, yesterday afternoon. He had a pleasant conversation about a variety of different wow, things. Wow, look at you, Howard. Hobnobbing, you talk about hey, big hitters. Man, that, that's you, some big hitters you right there. much bigger than Ogden Nutting, and, and uh, you know, usually he, he came walking towards me, and normally, like, let's be honest, when Ogden Nutting, you just kind of like, make way. Yes, sir, go right here. But he came over and stopped and, and, uh, and talked for a while, and I was like, whoa. Didn't talk a little baseball, did you, Howard? And I didn't, I didn't, 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 didn't do that. But anyways, not good. The mayor did a great job. Um, again, I was hoping for a little more fireworks. There were no fireworks, but uh, it was a, it was a good speech. And um, the mayor still has another year in office, but because of the the mayor the mayor himself changed the dates of the uh, state of the city speech, uh, so it would not be around election time. So the next state of the city speech will come after a new mayor is elected next year. So. Uh, Glenn Elliott will not be giving it. Now I know Glenn. He might ask if whoever the new mayor is could we, could we start like the uh, the former mayor's state of the city speech. I don't know. I don't know. And it was a good speech. The mayor did a great job. Um, really, really, just a great job. I didn't nice get, turnout. Yeah, very. If I have a criticism, it is the Downs did not um, have enough seats. They didn't prepare for enough. Now nobody was standing. wasn't standing room only, but uh, it was. It was crowded, and it didn't have to be quite as crowded. That's my opinion. You could have had could have had more tables put out for people. I usually uh, at the state of the city thing. I usually go to the back of the room, sit at a table by myself, maybe with a couple other people. McCabe and I might uh, get together, or an old friend Barry Crow. Or, but, but I like to sit with nobody around because I make notes and I go through the speech and stuff. But I mean, it was a table that we're full of people, uh, and the food uh, the food was good. Nice cream of chicken soup. Why are you laughing at me, pal? <laughs> I ain't gonna say anything. Well, you don't like cream of chicken soup? Not, not, uh, not high on my list. Howard. Oh, I loved that. It was great soup. In fact, it was so good that uh, I was sitting with my friend John Hargill Road, and uh, John said, oh, "Before this, before the speech starts, I'm gonna go get, I'm gonna get a cookie. You want a cookie?" I said, "No, I don't want a cookie. I want a bowl of soup." <laughs> so he brought me the bowl of soup. Anyway, good speech by the mayor. Thank you, uh, Mr. Mayor for the work you've done and uh, a year to go to put uh, the wraps on some of these other projects. Absolutely, Howard. And I, I, look, I was uh, skeptical at best when things uh, started, uh, what, seven years ago. Yep. But uh, great job. Again, in my lifetime, I can't remember anyone before him that has gotten so much done. I mean, I know, look outside, it's not done yet, but uh, way to go, Mayor. He, as he himself said last night, a lot of what's been done here in the last seven years was built on the work of some of the last two councils. Uh, the uh, I'll say the last two mayor administrations, Nick Sparshane and uh, Andy McKenzie, and really going back to Jack Lippart, who was the first Gateway Award recipient by Mayor Elliott. Uh, it's been a long time coming, and I think it began with Jack starting to believe in the trails, and then uh, Nick Sparshane became very aggressive in economic activities. They started the whole health plan project, uh, got finished during the McKenzie term, and uh, and then, but this council was everything was I think right in place for Mayor Elliott and his team to just begin to soar. And this I, I cannot think of I cannot think of any seven years that have been had more activity in a very positive way than have had under under the mayor's term. Don't tell him I said that, will you please? Just don't don't let him know. Seven thirty-seven twenty-three till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It's going to be hot, and it's going to be maybe hotter than we think. The only good news is I've got more stories out of Phoenix where, Lord help us, it's super hot out there. Adam Fikes up next. Good Wednesday morning, everyone. I'm Tater Long with your 7 News headlines on this July the 26th. The state of the city was an opportunity to reflect on Wheeling's progress and to honor the people who made it possible. During the annual State of the City, Mayor Glenn Elliott recognized individuals and organizations for all they've done to help the friendly city make major steps towards the future. 
In his address, Mayor Elliott honored Dr. John Devlin, business owner Jessica Barclay, and Vanessa Craig, Frank O'Brien, Christy Ferguson, and the Friends of the Wheeling Organization. Bishop Daryl Cummings was the recipient of the Community Spirit Award. This year's Gateway Award was given to Harry Hamm, who was a former editor at the Wheeling News Register. And over to Brooke County, a man who allegedly made threats toward law enforcement has been taken into custody. William Billy DeWall was arrested Monday afternoon in a residence in Fallensby. Sheriff Richard Beatty says a huge part of getting him in custody was with the community's help and the tips that they shared. Last Friday, a release was sent out from the Sheriff's Department saying they were looking for DeWall due to multiple warrants on two separate motor vehicle thefts and for allegedly making threats towards victims and law enforcement. He is currently in the Northern Regional Jail. Stay with 7 News for updates on this case. And over to the Buckeye State, Governor Mike DeWine kicked off the Ohio School Safety Summit yesterday with opening remarks. He met with members of the Ohio School Safety Center's Student Safety Advisory Council after the summit. Governor DeWine also gave remarks on the East Palestine train derailment, saying that it was Norfolk Southern's train, their fault, and their wreck. He says they're the ones who are responsible, but they are doing everything that the local mayor has asked to be done. And the Bethlehem Fire Department is conducting a fire hydrant testing campaign in the village neighborhoods to ensure that they are all functioning properly. More details on daily testing, you can visit the Bethlehem VFD Facebook page. That was a look at your headlines. Have a wonderful Wednesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. to take your driving experience to the next level? Look no further than Toyota, the pioneers of automotive technology. With Toyota cars, trucks, and SUVs, you'll discover a world of cutting-edge innovation at your fingertips, like advanced driver assist features, seamless connectivity, and unparalleled safety systems. Go to buyatoyota.com for special offers, then visit your local Toyota dealership. Offers end August 1st. Toyota, let's go places. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care close to home. Developing new and exclusive services. Recruiting top surgeons. Featuring the highest level of orthopedic surgery. Improving healing, rehab time, and outcomes. Offering innovative heart care through our WVU Heart and Vascular Institute. Establishing outstanding urology services with a highly experienced urologist and staff. Providing comprehensive, world-class women's health services. And equipping the WVU Cancer Institute at Wheeling Hospital with cutting-edge science for the highest standard of care. We embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care at the right place at the right time. These are the 100 days of summer. And this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Oh, the shark, baby, has such teeth, dear, and it shows them pearly white. Just a jackknife has old Maggie, baby, and it keeps it up. Out of sight. Who is this? I, is, this is you not um, that not, Bob, not Bobby Darren, is it? It is Bobby Darren. It's okay. With his teeth, baby. Right, you know who does the best version of this? And the, the answer could be multiple things, so I wouldn't. Kevin Spacey does a Bobby Darren imitation uh, on stage of this song. And I'm, it's tremendous. You know, Spacey has got his own problems right now. Yeah, he might now. be singing in prison. Yeah, I mean, he's got his own problems right now, and, you know, that's... that's it's, it is what it is, uh, but he is so talented, Kevin Spacey. And I mean, he did. I, I watch it occasionally uh, on YouTube. YouTube, there we go. You and I both spend a lot of time on YouTube. Um, he sounds better than Bobby Darren, is what you're saying, yeah, Howard. Yeah, I mean, he really he does, and he's just he's just such a showman, and he's a great imitator. 
Uh, pretty good movie as he portrayed Bobby uh, Darren in, in, in the movie. Uh, yeah, he was great. Yeah. I, I, I can't say I'm a fan now because the more you, you know, you, I know, you I read know. about him and you and you hear about him, and think, man, Kevin Spacey. I thought he was a great actor, and he is a great actor. Just seems like you don't want to maybe hang out with him too much. He is still one of the kind of one of the guys that I just I don't want to let go of. I know that he's got serious problems, uh, and he may indeed. He might not want to let, let go of you either, Howard. Well, yeah, that, I get it. 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 It's it's like Cosby, you know. I didn't want to let go of Bill Cosby. I mean, I, because I, he, but eventually you have to. Uh, speaking of the mayor's state of the city speech, which, which we did uh, last segment, I should point out that Mayor Elliott and uh, Vice Mayor Thalman will be here today. It's a right Wednesday, here. so it is uh, their turn. He did mention his radio show on the state of the speech, city speech yesterday, so that was good. I got a little plug for that. Um, the two of them will be here. I assume both. I assume both of them will be here today to uh, talk about probably the state of the city and reflect more on what he had to say yesterday. So you can check that out. And I said earlier, I wondered, or I think you asked me, Bob, have we heard from Abe yet? Abe, anyone but Elliot, A-B-E. Yes, we have now. Morning, Abe. Mr. Monroe, thank you. Music to my ears this morning. You have any idea why I thought that? No. You said... The mayor delivered his final state of the city ah, address. It's all over. <laughs> final address. The end. Bye bye. A return to normalcy. Sincerely, Abe. <laughs> so I knew. I knew we'd hear from Abe during. I think he'll run. Maybe he should. Maybe he'll run for the next mayor's job. Maybe that's what he's telling us, Howard. Yeah. If somebody called Abe shows up, you'll know uh, who it is. Let's talk to somebody named Adam. Uh, Adam Fike is here from the Big Seven. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Howard. How are you? I'm pretty. I had a long day yesterday, and I, I'm, for me, I, it's longer than I'm used to. So I'm kind of tired this morning. I'm a little, I'm a little pooped out. Plus, you know what? I'm hungry. I know uh, somebody well, isn't hungry. Adam Flake isn't hungry. What do you mean, Adam's not hungry? You didn't have breakfast today, did you? I did. You did. Don't is, be jealous, though. This is one of those. This is one of those McDonald's days, was it? It was supposed to be last week, but they were having issues on their end of McDonald's, so they brought it this week instead of last week. Oh, you know what? They knew that Bob and I were not on the air, and therefore we wouldn't feel so bad. So they wanted to make sure we felt bad, so they put it off until a week that they knew we were back to work so we could we could be jealous of you and the team over there eating uh, eating your McDonald's. The three of them, you ought to see them, Howard, lit up like uh, like a – one of the hottest lights over in the studio. I mean, you could just see them. They were so happy they were going to sit down and eat. What did you have to eat this morning, uh, Adam? I had, um, what did I have? McGriddles, toppings, hash browns. And actually, it was like a, I forget what it was. It was some like little McDonald's pie. McDonald's pie? It was like chocolate that had like cream in the middle, like a chocolate pie, cream pie or something like that. Oh, a McGriddle. Man, that sounds good, too. I haven't had a McGriddle in a long time. Oh, jeez. And my stomach. Hold on a second. Be quiet down there. Stop it. I'm sorry. It was my See stomach. See what you did, Adam. That was my stomach <laughs> rumbling now. Gee, many Christmas. <laughs> well, good good for you guys uh, getting your McDonald's. We just sit here. and That's all right, Bob. We can't eat in the studio anymore anyways. That's what they say, Howard. Yeah. No, I mean. The new equipment. Is no, happening. Howard, we're even. We're even now. You bragged all Fourth of July week. Oh, we're going to have all these days off, and I was working, so now I get some breakfast and I get to rub it into your face. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. So let's talk about the weather. Um, it, it, we're, it was foggy this morning. I should mention that to begin with. I do not know if the fog is still out there. When it burns away, it's going to be a sunny day. But we begin. Zach, I noticed, called it a heat wave. I don't know if it's a heat wave, but we're going to begin several days of uh, pretty hot weather, right? Yep. Technically, a heat wave has to be three consecutive days, so it's going to be close to actually term heat wave. Okay. So most of us, we're going to sit like right on that 90-degree border today, some of us in the upper 80s, some of us in the 90s. Same thing tomorrow, Friday's at 94. So it might not be a heat wave, but pretty darn close and whether it was a heat wave it's going to be hot though it, whether it's a heat wave or not it's going to be hot that's the main point hot muggy uncomfortable great cool weather and i guess i didn't think we, you and i were talking about this yesterday um we knew we we're going to be in the 90s um but if we're going to be in the 90s it means we could we could hit 
feels like temperatures close to 100, right? Yep. Very likely tomorrow and Friday, our feel like temperatures, our heat index will hit triple digits. So, again, I didn't. 90 sounded bad, but now that I think we might hit, it feels like 100. Yikes. Um, it's going to stay pretty pleasant through uh, much of the weekend, though, right? I mean, we're going to stay in uh, uh, sunshine, blue skies most of the time. Uh, it's just it's going to be hot. Saturdays are only exception. Saturday is going to remain wa- very warm, but we could see some scattered storms. But Sunday, Sunday's the day I'm looking forward to. Once, because skies quickly clear out during the morning, but we'll be back into the low 80s, so it's going to be more comfortable. Okay. And the temperatures start to drop. Yeah, you're right. So then we and, and they're going to stay in the 80s. It looks like the, for the beginning of next week, at least, right? Yep. Because as of right now, Climate Prediction Center was actually predicting right at or just below average temperatures for that first week of August. Which is funny because it's like, oh, our second and last week of July are going to be above average, but then possibly the first week of August is going to be below average. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> well. Anyways, prepare for a couple of hot days. Again, foggy this morning, or at least when I came in. I think it may still be a bit of fog out there. Otherwise, sunny today into the low 90s maybe. Uh, 65 right now. It's pleasant right now. 65 at the airport, 63 at the Highlands, 63 uh, at my backyard pool in Elm Grove, and 63 here at the Robinson Otter Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. I don't think we need to do a day-by-day because basically we've kind of covered everything as we've talked about it here, just – just uh, be prepared for the heat, and um, I guess we should probably give the usual warnings too. Though, if it gets you know really hot, try and stay in shade if you can. Try and keep yourself um, hydrated, all that sort of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Well, normally, it's right when we get to that eighty to eighty-five degrees. Make sure you definitely stay. I mean, you should already be drinking at least sixty-four ounces of water a day. So, especially like if you're going out to the Grecian Festival, Italian Festival. That doesn't mean more alcohol. That means more water. Yeah, that's always a – people say, oh, I'm, I, Howard, I, I hydrated plenty out there at the Italian festival. Did you drink water? Oh, no, I had Bud Light. <laughs> no, no, doesn't count, doesn't count. Uh, you do want to hydrate with water. I'm on my second bottle of uh, Pellegrino water this morning already. I don't know why I'm sucking it down so fast, but I'm on my second bottle of water already this morning. So I'm hydrating even if I don't need to, I guess. Mm-hmm. For every – like – the rule that I have for myself, and I try to put for my fiance as well, like if you have eight ounces of coffee, you should have eight ounces of water to go with it, okay. just to kind of balance it back out. Okay. So if you have sixteen ounces of beer, you should have sixteen more ounces of water to equal out what you drink in alcohol-wise. I thought you were say if you have sixteen ounces of beer, you should have sixteen more ounces of beer. That's the way I used to work. Well, if, you want, time, to, if yeah. you want to drink thirty-two ounces on top of water on top of thirty. Two ounces of beer, go ahead, Howard. I can't stop you. And that would be when you want to make sure, at least for me, that, that you so- know where the outhouses are, you know? <laughs> I just, oh, for sure. I'm just saying. All right, Adam, appreciate it, my friend. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll bear up with the heat, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow and see how things are going. Talk to you then. Thank you. Adam Fike, you had breakfast this morning, even though we didn't. But it's okay. You like McGriddles? No, I, I, I would, would want the pancakes. That really looked good. Uh, someone had the pancakes, sausage. That's normal. And you know what? I'm I'm kind of hard on uh, on McDonald's, uh, but their breakfast uh, is pretty good. It, it, I would say the the chances of getting a bad breakfast is uh, nil. I I would agree. With you. I, would, it's, I would say nil, but it is it's close to. I mean, generally speaking, breakfast is not messed up. Most other things at McDonald's, and it's not McDonald's. It's true at most fast food places anymore. It's hit and miss. You know, we've gone to McDonald's a couple times recently, and we've gone there because I had a good sandwich. I said, oh, it was really good. Let's go back. And then the next time it's not quite as good. But um, it, it, but it's the it's everybody. I mean, that's just the way it is anymore. I mean, their pancakes and sausage is, is pretty close as what I would have at home. Not exactly, you know, yeah, but, 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 but pretty good. You no, know, I'm with you, and I, their, their breakfasts are, are good, and I very seldom, I won't say never, but I very seldom get a bad breakfast sandwich or a bad breakfast from I've become a pancake guy recently, and I don't know why. Teddy eats pancakes all the time, and it may be after watching him, but I have now, as Nancy and I, well, last week we went out every day for breakfast because we weren't here, and uh, I've always gone the pancake route. Normally I'd be like two eggs, sausage, toast, but I've gone the pancake, or, of course, Bob Evans, sausage, gravy, and biscuits. Um, But I've been going the pancake route a lot more lately. I don't know why. 
It's eight before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. How hot is it? I'll tell you what's happening in Phoenix. We talked about it yesterday. I've got some more of that coming up for you. And it'll be sports time next. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Hello, it's John Kozik, founder and president of TurboTrack Realty, and I buy houses as is fast for cash. Call me today for an all-cash offer on any of your properties, and we can close within days at 614-470-2000, 614-470-2000. Do you own a property that's outdated and needs thousands of dollars in repairs? Great, I'll buy it. Give us a call today for an all-cash offer at 614-470-2000, 614 614- for Would it be convenient for you if you could simply take what you wanted and leave the rest behind? Great, I'll buy it. I buy vacant properties, inherited homes, divorce situations, death in the family, apartment buildings, rental portfolios. I even buy my tenant won't pay me the rent houses. Call TurboTrack Realty today for an all-cash offer and speak with one of our friendly staff members at 614-470-2000. One in three adults has pre-diabetes one in three that means it could be you your football buddy your football buddy or you your best man your worst man you your dog walker your cat jogger while one in three adults has pre-diabetes with early diagnosis pre-diabetes can be reversed take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org brought to you by the ad council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners Sports Map Radio is on all night long. Tune in to get up to the minute sports coverage on FM 98.1, AM 1600. We, we are the Watchdog. Great conversation continues now on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. trying to find the theme i try and listen to all of these things see what the theme is is it a year again or is it it's a scrambled i just grabbed a couple just okay the, the theme <laughs> no is theme, the theme is a potluck today it's like it's, it's like a music. potluck dinner okay it's potluck i got it that's works that's okay that's okay that's all right 755 five before the hour here on the watchdog morning show the ohio county library is having a uh, speaker coming up in august which really sounds good and i want to try and track this guy down mike florio now he is you know, well-known as a writer, uh, a, a commentator on the NFL and some other places like that. Uh, but I, he's written a new book, and it's called, let me see, Father of Mine, but it is a novel, it's fiction, based in Wheeling about mob families, which sounds really interesting to me. I mean, that's everything I like. It it's lo- has local connections, and it's about the the mob. I, I'm, yeah, you had me too, Howard, but you lost me with fiction. Uh, what's it, Once Upon a Time? Well, I mean, it's you know, it's uh, it's not uh, murder. Says what's what was the one Sidoropoulos had murder, never say die, Something like whatever. That. Anyways, where he he actually was documenting Bill Elias. No, this is a, a novel, but I'm looking forward to it. Some of the reviews, uh, uh, some of the reviews actually compared it to The Godfather of the Sopranos. What? So, uh, I got to try and track right, him down. That's, that's pretty Maybe good you know company. Mike Florio, uh, tell him I'm looking for him because I'd love to get him on the show and talk about. It. He's going to be at the Ohio County Library on, I think it's August 13th. Um, uh, well, I can't find the date here real quick. Anyways, that sounds really interesting. Uh, boy, I'm sorry, Bob. Let's get some sports in here. Slider on sports. All right, Howard. we got a lot to get to, and I don't know if I'll be able to. Uh, the basketball tournament got underway yesterday afternoon at West Banco Arena here in downtown Wheeling. The featured game at 7 o'clock had Best Virginia taking on Dubois Dream. Uh, that's a team from Pennsylvania. In, uh, in a close one, Best Virginia wins 70-68. to Eric St- Stevenson with the game winner at the buzzer. That sets up a matchup uh, Thursday at 7 o'clock at West Bank Arena with Heard That. 
So we are looking forward to that, and we'll have that here on the Watchdog Network. Heard that beat the Zoo Crew. That's Pitt's alumni team, 86-71. to In the afternoon, it was Challenge ALS Florida over Dogtown, 95-66, to and Sideline Cancer over Ram Nation, 83-72. to The Pittsburgh Pirates managed only three hits last night in their 5-1 loss to the San Diego Padres in San Diego. The game had a little drama, Howard. In the bottom of the seventh inning, uh, Pirate reliever Angel Perdomo hit uh, San Diego's Manny Machado in the back with a 98-miles-per-hour fastball after the batter before him had hit a home run. Machado also had homered in the second inning. The Padre third baseman glared at Perdomo while first baseman Carlos Santana stepped in to keep the peace. After a few minutes, the umpires huddled and decided to eject Perdomo because they, they believed that he intentionally did hit Machano. So uh, this set off Pirate manager Derek Sheldon, and he was also ejected. So a little bit of fireworks whoa, there. Whoa. Pittsburgh loses their first game, 15th game of the month against five wins. Uh, Pirate rookie Henry Davis knocked in the only run for the Barks with a double. Pittsburgh now 44-57 and 57 in last place in the National League Central Division. 11 and a half games behind Milwaukee Brewers. Same two teams this afternoon. First pitch, 4-10 Eastern time. Bronny James, I, you probably heard this, Howard. It's everywhere. Bronny James, the oldest son of NBA legend LeBron James, suffered a cardiac arrest on Monday yeah. where he was practicing with the University of Southern California basketball team. James is a USC freshman. He's only 18 years old. Mm. He was in stable condition yesterday, no longer in intensive care unit, so that's good news there. And lastly, for Jerry Ames, Justin, <laughs> Justin Herbert is the NFL's highest-paid quarterback. He signs a five-year deal uh, with the L.A. Chargers for a little over $262 million. Uh, Pardon, how much? How much? Five years, $262 million. <laughs> Slatter on Sports Time, 8 o'clock. ABC News is next to accept a plea agreement in Delaware. ABC's Terry Moran has more on what the deal involves. Last month, Hunter Biden agreed to plead guilty to two misdemeanor tax charges and accept what's known as a pretrial diversion program for a felony count of illegal possession of a firearm. That means prosecutors will agree to drop the gun charge if Hunter abides by several conditions set by prosecutors, including staying clean, no illegal drug use. In exchange, the president's son will get probation and avoid prison time. In a court filing today, former Trump advisor and New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani has conceded that he made false statements about two Georgia election workers who are suing him for defamation. The extremely hot weather moving to the Midwest. Triple-digit temperatures expected in places like Kansas City and Oklahoma City today. In Florida, they're also experiencing triple digits in the ocean. That stunning temperature of 101 degrees. It was recorded here in Manatee Bay, just behind us in Key Largo, and that could vary.